Eight major prophecies that will soon come to pass. World government, world religion, precursors to the mark of the beast, World War III, the Israeli-Palestinian peace agreement, the great end-time revival, an increase in the LGBTQIA lifestyles, and the stage is now being set for the Great Tribulation. We'll analyze these events on this edition of the End Time Show. Well, good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. I do thank you so much for joining me, as well as our End Time team here, for this edition of the End Time Show. Now, before we begin, I want to, I want, I, I know that you guys know this program is different than any other program, to my knowledge. And I do want to acknowledge Irvin Baxter. If for those of you that know him, you'll know what I'm talking about. For those of you that don't, Irvin Baxter and God founded this ministry. And Irvin Baxter was on the radio here for 20 plus years now. And actually, it's, it's a lot longer than that. But I, I want you to know that God miraculously gave Irvin Baxter the interpretation of these prophecies because it's time. The apostles couldn't understand the writings of Daniel because it was not time yet. In Daniel chapter 12, Daniel was seeking to know the interpretation of these prophecies. And the Lord said, No, Daniel, you close up and seal this book because it's for the people of the time of the end. Well, God miraculously gave my father-in-law the interpretation to the majority of these prophecies. And that is what we teach every day here on the End Time Show. And I do want to acknowledge my father-in-law today. We, we had a, some board meetings the last couple days and his name was brought up over and over and over. But I also want to acknowledge the Lord Jesus Christ. God is, honestly, God is the one that started End Time Ministries. Yes, He did use Irvin Baxter as a tool years ago. But it was Almighty God that knows the end from the beginning and He knew that it's getting close to the time of the end. And just like he told Daniel, I'm going to show this. I'm going to, there will be people in the time of the end that understand these prophecies. And I believe that God used Irvin Baxter, who was a humble, willing vessel, to show these, many of these prophecies to and helped him to figure this stuff out. And so God has allowed myself, Doug Norvell, Vince, Vince Stegall and, and our entire end time team here to use these prophecies to help us understand what's coming in the end time and to prepare people for the second coming of Jesus Christ. If, if we don't necessarily understand every nuance of every prophecy, that's okay. We do not claim to know everything. We do teach what we know and can document. <clears throat> However, 
We don't claim to know everything. God's going to have to help and lead and guide us the rest of the way here. And we're completely dependent upon God. And so I'm very thankful to the Lord today, especially. I am thankful for Irvin Baxter. But wow, without God, none of this is possible, folks. And so I'm thank, I thank God today. I'm thankful for His Word. I don't think anybody on earth really gives God the amount of credit that He deserves. Really, all of this that we do belongs to God. And I'm so thankful that every day that we can serve Him, we can have a relationship with Him. And if you don't understand every nuance of every prophecy, if we can help you somehow on your spiritual journey to not just physically and not just mentally in the times just ahead, uh, this, this mindset that we've got to have throughout the end time, but if we can help you on your spiritual journey, because that's of utmost importance, the, the thing that lives into eternity is your spirit. Everybody listening to me today is both flesh and spirit. I have, my name is Dave Robbins. I am a physical human being, but I also have a spirit. The thing that lives into eternity is my spirit. This flesh is going back to the dust. My spirit, my spirit man, is what lives into eternity with the Lord. The Bible says God is a spirit. They that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and truth. Spirit beings will live with Him out into, out into eternity. So the thing I have to prepare is my spirit man. Now, my outward man is a reflection of what's going on in the inside, right? So in preparing my spirit man, everything else just seems to work out okay in the eyes of the Lord and aligns up with the Bible. So I've got to prepare my spirit man and, and there, are, there are many ways to do that. I, I need to have a daily prayer life. I need to be uh, amongst a, a collective group of like-minded believers involved in a church. I need to be studying God's Word on a, on a continual basis. And I need to, to develop a relationship with the Lord. And I, I want to make sure that everybody understands it's not my relationship with Irvin Baxter, even though I, 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 I miss him dearly. It's not my relationship with Irvin Baxter that will get me to heaven. I can't ride to heaven on the coattails of what Irvin Baxter prepared me for. He was very influential in my life. But I have to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And so he's been speaking to me over the last couple days about, Dave, I need you. Yes, I did. Irvin Baxter, I put him in your life, Dave, to be a very influential figure. But I, wanted, I took Irvin to be with me because I wanted him to be with me. I need you to, in, to work on your relationship with me. And I, it's been hitting me, you guys. And so... I've been asking the Lord, help me to know you and to follow you like Moses and the children of Israel followed the cloud by day in the wilderness when they came out of Egyptian bondage. The Bible says God went before them as a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Just like they followed the cloud, I've got to follow the leading and guiding of the Spirit in the times just ahead. It's of utmost importance. If we don't have the Spirit working in our lives, I will be a failure as a minister 
to help prepare other people to have that relationship with the Lord. And so the Lord's been dealing with me lately about drawing closer to Him and have a more of a relationship. And, and we'll be talking about these things as we move forward because we may not understand every single nuance of every prophecy. But as long as we can get the overall perspective of it and we've got our relationship with the Lord right, folks, you have a promise that you're going to make it when that trumpet sounds, your feet are going to leave the ground or you will come up out of the grave. One of the two things. And so that's, that's the most important thing in all of our lives. Am I prepared spiritually to meet God when He comes back? And so that's where we're at. They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can't enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself, you are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is, that's where our reward is. time is not going anywhere. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time understand how you fit in and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to intime.com slash future or call 800 intime. That's 800-363-8463. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End of the Age television and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end-time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or visit endtime.com slash events for more information. You know, everyone... Uh, many of you, I understand, are students of the Bible. Not just Bible prophecy, but Bible study uh, and teachers and, and people that just want to know and soak up the Word of God. If you understand that, and I hadn't really planned on talking about all this, but I'm, I, I just feel like I should right now. If you understand the disciples, when Jesus chose 12 disciples, he started pouring into them. They would travel around with him. They would hear him preach and teach. And he talked to he, all the parables that he told many times. He would pull them off to the side and explain just to them the parables. So the 12 disciples, he was, he was just pouring into them, teaching, teaching, teaching. However, in Acts chapter 1, when he's getting ready to ascend into heaven, 
He's going to say his last words, his parting remarks to them. His last words when he's physically here on the earth, in his immortal body that he had after he rose from the grave, but he's getting ready to ascend into heaven. Now, imagine if you that are parents are, let's say you're on your deathbed. You know you're going to pass, and you know that the last words that you will say to your family member that's standing, maybe it's your kids or your a brother or sister, whoever that's standing there with you, the last words that you will say to them, you're going to choose very cautiously and you're going to make sure I say the right thing because this is the last words that I will say to you before I depart from this earth. And what would you say to a family member? Well, Jesus Christ is looking at His disciples. The Bible says He takes them out on the Mount of Olives. He's going to say the last words to them before He departs. And he says, you guys, you're not, go they're in the, the Mount of Olives, or I'm, yeah, the Mount of Olives is just outside. It's probably uh, a, a few, several hundred yards, maybe a quarter of a mile from the Temple Mount. So it's right there in Jerusalem. There's the Temple Mount, Kidron Valley, there's the Mount of Olives. He takes them out on the Mount of Olives, and the, the Sea of Galilee, and that where they were from was about a 90 to 100 miles north of there. So they're down in Jerusalem at that point. And so he takes them out of the Mount of Olives and he says, you guys don't go back to Galilee. I'm going to leave you. I want you... Now, he, him, Jesus Christ, knowing that he had taught them and he had sowed seeds into them and words of knowledge and all these parables... Knowing that he had did all that, that wasn't enough. So it's not enough for me just to have the Word of God in me. Okay? That's a part of it, yes. But he told the disciples, he said, You go and tarry in Jerusalem, which was, they were within a quarter to a half a mile from there. You, go and, you don't go back up to the Galilee. You go and tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. While he was here on earth, the Bible says he gave them power to go out and heal the sick and, and cast out demons and things like that. But now that he's leaving, he's saying, you guys don't go home. You're going to go in Jerusalem and tarry till you be endued with power from on high. And that was in Acts chapter 1. And then when you receive that power, then you're going to be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the world. He knew that more than just the Word of God, they would need power from the Holy Ghost to give them boldness and to give them uh, a, a, a supernatural experience that they could use to have power over demons and sickness. And I mean, there was a point when the, when the, the, um, the disciples, the apostles, their shadow was healing people. They would walk by and their shadow would heal people. Well, it wasn't really Peter's shadow. It was the spirit that was within him. But it was anointing him. So then they go into, they, when he leaves, they go into the upper room. They have the Holy Ghost experience and they are endued with power from on high. And that's how they function as Christians. Through the Word and through the Spirit. And so when we go on our trips to Israel, and I'll mention this, and it, I didn't, again, I hadn't planned on talking about this, but 
We're going back to Israel on May 17th to the 28th if you'd like to go. There's only a few weeks. Like April 4th is the cutoff day. We've got to turn in the names and ticket everybody. So if you want to go with us, you got to get, it in, get your name in quick. Call and talk to my wife Jana or to Brittany Motes. 1-800-363-8463 if you want to sign up. But when we go to Israel, I talk to people. I heard my father-in-law, Irvin Baxter, do this for years. We talk to them that, yes, we are here to see the Temple Mount, the Mount of Olives, the Upper Room, the Sea of Galilee, the tomb. We're going to see everything in the Plain of Megiddo, and we're going to give you all the prophetic uh, teaching along the way, along with the biblical aspects, and our guides are going to be the historical aspect. I mean, you really get a full uh, tour, the full experience of Israel. But also, my father-in-law would talk to people about the spiritual experience. Many people, not everybody, but there have been many people that have went with us over the years that have never experienced a true spiritual experience from the Lord. And we've had them come to us and say they want that. And in on our Israel tours over the years, my father-in-law Irvin Baxter went over 40 times to Israel. He started going back in 1979, and he went between, it's, I think it's close to 44 or 45 times to Israel. And he would talk to people about the spiritual experience. We talked to them about it in the tomb, and then the upper room, and what happened there, and when we get to the baptisms, and I have seen, listen folks, hundreds and hundreds of people over the years have a true spiritual experience, feel the power of the Holy Ghost come on them over the years. And when I've got great friends, the first time I went over there is in 1999. I think I've been probably 16 times maybe. And I, of, I have great friends to this day of people that I went to Israel with 20 plus years ago, 24 years ago. And when we all get together and eat dinner or something, we talk about, not about the Temple Mount. We don't talk about the Mount of Olives. We don't talk about um, this, the, uh, the boat ride on the Sea of Galilee. All those, those things are awesome. We might mention that. But the overall conversation is focused on I had my first spiritual experience with the Lord or I was renewed. I had a spiritual experience years ago and I, the Lord touched me again when I was in Israel and man, the upper room and the, the baptisms and it's the spiritual experience, folks. So I, I said all that to say this. Yes, when we get on the, uh, the end time show program. I, myself, Doug, Vince, we all like to get detailed in the prophecies and that's what we will do most of the time. It's the end time show. However, if we can help you somehow with your spiritual walk with the Lord as well. Remember, the Bible says God is a spirit. They that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. So yes, you do need to know the Word of God but you also need to have your spirit man prepared. And so we can help you with that. And that's what I, I, I'm offering you. You know, you can go to endtime.com and read articles about it or email myself or Doug, dnorvell at endtime.com, drobbins at endtime.com. And we can help walk you through different things to prepare you, not only 
mentally and physically for the times just ahead, but spiritually for eternity. Some people, they, don't, they can't even grasp the concept of a daily prayer life. What would I say praying daily? What would I even say? And I say prayer is not some kind of a seance ritual where you got to light candles and get all weird and, you know, start chanting. No, no, come on. That's not, I'm, I'm not talking about that kind of stuff where people have made it into a whole lot of things that it's not. I'm talking about prayer is simply a conversation. Now, I, they talked about prayer yesterday. Uh, Bishop Robert Straup and Vince and Doug. But prayer is simply a conversation between you and Jesus Christ. That's all it is. It's like you and I would go out and get a cup of coffee and, hey, how, how's your day? Uh, you know, oh, great, man, well, I, I did this and, hey, I need your help. I'm going to move on Saturday. Can you come help me? It's, like, it's a conversation. Well, you're having a conversation with Jesus Christ. That's all prayer is. Some people you can sit down and talk for hours to and just, I can, I've got great friends of mine that I can be riding in a truck or a vehicle with them. We can be going out to a hunting camp or wherever and we can talk nonstop till we get there. I've got a friend of mine, uh, Marvin Blakey, and I go out on to his hunting camp periodically and it's five hours and we will not stop talking from the time we leave his driveway till the time we get out there. I can, and we can talk all the way home because we're great friends. We have, we have the same uh, mindset. We have the same interests. Well, when you talk to the Lord, that's all prayer is. And this is much more important than prophecy, you understand. I could talk, I'm, I'm, if I get time, I'll talk about world government and all these other things today. But this is of, uh, this is of utmost importance to every single person listening to me. A daily conversation with the Lord. The Bible says that there will be people that stand before the Lord someday and say, hey, we did many, I, 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 we did many mighty things in your name. And he's going to say, I, I, don't, I don't even know you. Doesn't, doesn't the Bible say that? Why, why doesn't God know them? They, they, these people went to church. They went on uh, canoeing trips with the youth group. They went to all-night uh, times in a gymnasium where they would play basketball and the youth group would have these big parties and they, would, um, they went to different uh, Bible studies where a guy was going to teach them certain books of the Bible or whatever. They did a lot of stuff. Even they, they may have went out and went on food drives for the church. But they never took time to talk to Jesus and develop a relationship with Him. And so... We need to learn how to pray, folks. Prayer, talking to Jesus. Consider this. I, my wife's name is Jana. My wife and I have liked each other since she was eight years old and I was nine years old. Okay? Ever since. We, we dated a few other people, but we would always go back together. It was like a big magnet. We've liked each other since we were eight and nine years old. Got married when I was 20 and she was, uh, all getting, she was 18, getting ready to turn 19. We've been together ever since. I mean, that's just how it was. We were born 
to be together. So, but what if I told her I loved her and we got married and we both said, uh, I do, but then I didn't talk to her for the next 10 years. Now think about this. She would say, well, he told me he loved me, but he never talks to me. And she would scratch her head and say, I don't really know if he loves me because he never talks to me. There's no communication. So if there's no communication in a marriage, the marriage falls apart. So when it's the same way with your relationship with the Lord. A lot of people say, oh yeah, I love God. I mean, I went on a, on a, canoe, a canoeing trip with the youth group the other couple, two or three months ago. Or I went on a skiing trip. And we had a great time, and man, we ate this. The, the host made these awesome hamburgers. It was awesome. And I attend a Bible study every once in a while, and you know, I, I'll show up to church at Easter, and I, I love God. But God's up there saying, well, that person says they love me, but they won't ever talk to me. That's what prayer is. My wife and I can have, we can drive in the car and we just talk. I can get on the phone with her and we'll just have these great conversations because we're in love and we have the same interests. And so we're, in, we're both involved in this ministry and we travel to Israel together. We, go, we travel on the weekends and do prophecy conferences. We pray together every morning, and so we, me, she and I can have these wonderful, fabulous conversations that some other people may not even understand. But I can look at her and I know exactly what she's thinking, and I can finish her sentences, she finishes my sentences, we just, that's part of it. Because we've been together so long and we've had so many conversations, it's easy for me to talk to my wife and to communicate. It's the same way with your relationship with the Lord. When you have a relationship with somebody that you love intimately, you've got to be able to communicate with them. And so I didn't tell my wife I loved her, and then 20 years later I haven't talked to her since. I, or I don't talk with her right before every dinner. Thought like you would pray over your meal. No, no. I'm talking about taking time out of your day to talk to the Lord. That's how you develop a relationship with someone is you spend time with them. The reason me and, me and my wife have such a, a great relationship is because we've spent time with each other, lots of time, since we were eight and nine years old. So I know, ex I know everything about my wife. We're, we're, there, there's nothing about her I don't know. And so we have a wonderful, fabulous, godly, relationship. And that's the way it's supposed to be between you and the Lord. But you've got to talk to Him, and that's simply what prayer is. And so I know we're coming up on break, but we'll talk about it a little bit more. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, The Unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2. The late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding 
Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you. You know, everyone, I, again, I had, I don't have any of this in my notes today. However, I know they spent time on it yesterday, and I, uh, the Lord has really been working me over the last just couple days and speaking to me about, Dave, I need you to draw closer to me. And <clears throat> the Lord spoke to me about my father-in-law, Irvin Baxter, and that he, he was saying, Irvin Baxter followed me like Moses and the Israelites followed the cloud out, and, and through, and the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night in the wilderness when I took them out of Egypt. And just like Moses followed the cloud and the pillar of fire, Irvin Baxter followed me, and he's telling me, Dave, even though I have a relationship with the Lord, he's telling me, he's drawing me closer and saying, Dave, you've got to hear my voice. If you're going to do the things that we need this ministry to do in the end time, you and Vince and Doug and everybody here is going to have to hear my voice, and you're going to have to be so in tune with me that like Moses followed the cloud, you're going to have to hear my voice. And folks, listen, that can, that can come two ways. Through hearing God's voice while reading the Word of God, but also God will speak to you. And the way He speaks to me is, is He puts a thought in my mind, and I can't get rid of it. Uh, when I'm asking the Lord, hey, what should I preach when I'm going to preach at our church or have an evangelistic service at one of our prophecy conferences, Irvin Baxter taught me from a, from a young teenager, you do not get in the pulpit unless you have prayed and you get a message from God and then you go deliver the message. We're not just professional preachers. We are messengers and we give the message that God has given us. And so God is, has just been talking to me and saying, hey, you know, uh, you're really focused on all the work you have to do and all your deadlines, and that's all great. I have to do that. But I need to spend maybe a little bit more time in here because God's voice is in my ear, but I need it to be where it drowns out everything and says, hey, I, Lord, forget, 
forget my deadlines. I need to talk to you today. And, and I do have a daily prayer life. Don't, I, I want you to understand, but the Lord's calling me closer. Uh, the Lord talked to my father-in-law years ago and said that there are rooms in my mansion where I'm at. There are rooms where only very few people go in prayer, and those are the best rooms. And so I'm saying, God, help me in the face of all my deadlines and all my travel and everything that we have to do. God, I'm, I've got to push all that back enough to where I can say, I love you more than anything. And I need you to speak to me in my heart, my mind, my soul. Talk to me because I, folks, all of us, We'll need spiritual direction in the times we're going through. All this dealing with world government, world religion, the mark of the beast. How are we going to navigate that? God's going to help us. How are we going to function under the reign of a world government? God's leading voice. Just like Moses was in the wilderness and followed the cloud by day, the pillar of fire by night, we're going to follow God. And He's going to lead us. But that is impossible if you do not have a prayer life. It's impossible if you do not have a prayer life. You say, but what about the Word of God? Yes, we absolutely have to have the Word of God. But it's like a train that runs on two tracks. The, the, the God is a spirit. Remember, book of Romans, God's a spirit. They that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. So the two tracks that this train is running on is spirit and truth, the Word of God. So yes, but what happens to a train, tra a train if you take one of the rails away? If you're all prayer but no Bible study? Or if you're all Bible study and no prayer? If you're all prayer and no Bible study, sometimes you can get into mysticism, spiritualism, and just kind of get... Um, uh, the, uh, uh, a uh, better than thou type thing. I, I, hey, I, I pray. And I pray more than you do. But no. But if you temper that with the Word of God, but if you're all Bible study and no prayer, then you can become legalistic. And you can be debating with everybody. And, you know, and so you've got to have uh, this two tracks that this training is running on. And when you have those two tracks, you can lead a balanced Christian walk. But if you take one of the tracks away, the train can derail. And so I have to say, Lord, help me know the Bible, but also have that daily walk with you that I can have this a, a, a balanced Christian walk. I'm not a weirdo one way or the other. And that I can have this balanced Christian walk with you. I'm not totally legalistic, but I do adhere to your word. And I'm, I'm not into mysticism and all this weirdo chanting and praying and all this other crazy stuff that some people get off into because I'm tempered by your word. And so I've got this balanced Christian walk and God is leading and guiding me. And that's how we're going to make it in these end times. That's one of the biggest questions we get. How are we going to make it through these end times? You guys got all this stuff figured out, but how are we going to make it through that stuff? There are some answers that right now, today, I do not have. Irvin Baxter didn't have them. I don't have them. But I watched Irvin Baxter for decades. As we went along, 
God would show him, okay, now you're at this point, here's what you need to do. But he wouldn't show us 10 years down the road. He's never done that. Well, except for our vision in Israel. Now that is pretty much laid out clear as a bell. But as far as day-to-day -day operations and the leading and guiding of our lives, and I'm just being transparent with you. This is how, this is how we're going to make it. This is scriptural. This is how we're going to make it throughout the end time. In watching my father-in-law function as the leader of this ministry and trying to follow him and you know, get my own bearings and get my legs under me, uh, God, we would go into prayer, all of us collectively. We, when, when we went on TBN, um, the television network TBN with Paul Crouch and everything, we had our television studio built, we started producing programming, but we called TBN and called them and nobody would return our calls. They didn't know who we were and they're like, ah, everybody wants to be on TBN, sorry. Well, we were producing television programming and we thought God had wanted us to do that. And matter of fact, we knew God did. But we couldn't get anybody from TBN to answer our call. Well, my, we, so on a Monday, we met in my father-in-law's office and we, uh, my father-in-law said, look, we're, we're producing television programming, we want to go on TBN, but nobody will return our calls. And we're going to pray and ask God to help us because we want to be on the, these television networks. Now, at that time, television was the Internet's giant right now. A lot of our stuff is kind of going away from TV onto the Internet. Because when you want to research something right now, where do you go? And so we're going to be on both, but a lot of our stuff is headed towards Internet if you want to really know what's going on. So, but we're still on Jim Baker, we're on TCT, we're on a lot of different television networks as well. However, when we were trying to go back on, this is back in 2007, 2008, right before we went on TV. We went back to my father-in-law's office and we all gathered around and prayed. He said, we've got to pray. We've got to have God help us. We don't know what to do. But we know we're supposed to go on TV. Well, that week, I think it was on a Wednesday, my father-in-law went down and he was on the program with Marcus and Joni Lamb on Daystar. Listen to me, folks. This is the answer to prayer. This is how God works in our lives. And He's leading and guiding us. That was on a Wednesday. On Thursday, Paul Crouch, who was the late owner of TBN, many of you would know him, his personal secretary called, talked to my sister-in-law, Kara, and said, I'm Paul Crouch's personal assistant. He saw Irvin Baxter on Marcus and Joni Lamb's program yesterday and wants to have him out to California to be on his Praise the Lord program. Now this, we prayed on Monday. He was on the Marcus and Joni Lamb's program on Wednesday, and the call came Thursday, folks. Now, you hear what I'm saying. This is how God is, will lead and guide us, and how He's done it to End Time Ministries for years. So, my father-in-law, many of you saw the first program when he was on with Jack Van Impey and Joe Vancouvering. And... Paul, and once Paul Crouch figured out my father-in-law was post-trib, Jack Van Impey and Joe Vancouvering were pre-trib, that's where he, my father-in-law said, look, you guys, he's going to try to bring us into this uh, to get us to debate pre-post-trib on the air. Let's try to stay off of that if we can. Well, that was not going to happen. Once Paul and Matt Crouch figured out that we were post-trib and most everybody else on TV was pre-trib, then he... Uh, that's all he wanted to talk about. Irvin, why do you believe a post-trib? I've had everybody on here for 45 years. 
Why do you believe Paul's tripping? He said, I got it because of Matthew 24 and 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and Revelation 20 and all these others. And Jack Van Impey, none of them could refute what he was saying. Paul Crouch couldn't refute. So then he had, he ended up having Tim LaHaye, uh, Perry Stone, all those guys on with him. Anyway, the thing just blew up. Well, after the first program, Jack, uh, Paul Crouch looks at my father-in-law and said, now remember, we had prayed. Nobody would return our calls from TBN. Paul Crouch looks at my father-in-law and said, Urban, do you have a television program? Yes, I do. He said, I want you on my network. And we went on Church Channel, and Church Channel, you're supposed to be on there five years before you go on TBN. It was a daughter network. Well, we were on there one year, and they called us to be on TBN. Now, you tell me, God, when you're in prayer, that God cannot answer prayer and give you direction and leadership in the times ahead. So, that's the way we're going to function in the times going, moving forward. We're, it's not going to be, how smart can I get? What's the next idea I can come up with? What's the, um, how, how, you know, uh, we've got to lay out this 10-year business plan. That's not the way we function. We do have a business plan, and it works, it works very well. But it's not something that we rely on. It's our day-to-day -day operations. We have to have that. But in, in, when we come up against something where I know I've got to hear from God, that's God will lead us, and that's the way He's going to do all the way till the trumpet sounds, folks. That's the way end time ministries is run. That's the way it always has ran. Is where I'm, I'm following God like Moses followed the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. In 2023, that's how we do it. I'm following God Almighty. But that does not, it's impossible if I'm not in prayer. If I'm not in the Bible study, studying the Word of God, and I'm not in prayer. Because I, I have seen God over and over and over for decades answer prayer and lead and guide us to the point where that's where we're at now. We didn't get here because we're all super smart and we're all super spiritual. We got here because God's leading and guiding us. That's it. And so if you, understand, if you want to know what End Time Ministries is really all about, and that's, that's why many of you have partnered with us. And I would encourage you, End Time's a partner-supported ministry. So I would encourage you, if you haven't partnered with us, please partner with us financially and in prayer. Call 1-800-END-TIME, 1-800-363-8463, and say, yes, I want to partner with you in these efforts just ahead to reach the world, because we are reaching the world. But we need your partnership to do that. It's a partner-supported ministry, and every cent we gets in here, we get in here, goes to reach the world. God bless you and thank you. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began the ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, 
please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Oh man, I've really screwed things up because I'm supposed to be going through headlines today. But I just felt led by God, and I, I'm going to be honest with you. When I, when I went through the T's at the beginning of the program, I planned on doing just that. But something is speaking to me, and I'm wanting to help you in your relationship with the Lord. Listen to me, folks. In doing what I do, I'm a minister. I'm a licensed minister. And I deal with people on all kinds of topics. I'm not, I've dealt with people on their marriage because God healed my marriage. But, you know, I'm a, supposed to be a prophecy teacher, but once you become a minister, you're, 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 you're a minister. That's, you're either a minister or you're not. That's how it goes. And so I've dealt with all kinds of people on all kinds of situations. But my, my father-in-law, Irvin Baxter, his dad was a pastor as well, a uh, pastor and evangelist. And he used to have people come into his church office, and it would be a couple, and they're bickering and fighting, and they'll say, I don't love him anymore, and he don't love me, and our marriage is falling apart, and you know he don't fold the towels right, and he don't make the bed, and i got to pick up after him, and she don't have the, you know, the dinner's cold when I get home. I mean, it's just nonsense. And we're ready to get divorced. And my, my grandpa, my wife's grandpa Baxter, would say, how's y'all's prayer life? And they stare at the floor. Well, you know, we don't pray like we should. And he said, I'll tell you what you do. You go home and every night before you go to bed, I want you to get down hold each other's hand, and I want you to spend time in prayer talking to the Lord. And I mean be sincere about it. Pray together as a husband and wife and make sure you're spending time with the Lord every night before you go to sleep. Don't go to sleep that night until you guys have prayed together and then in one week we're going to meet again. And almost without fail, you guys, that's how he passed his church. Almost without fail, the couple would come back and in tears coming down their face say, thank you, because that's what we really needed. If we, we put God in the center and God drew us back together. I'm telling you, God is the answer to your problem. If you have an issue, God can help you with that. I don't care what it is. Say, well, I'm on drugs. God can deliver you. My, my marriage is falling apart. I'm a testimony. God can deliver you that. But you say, well, I'm a backslider. God doesn't love me anymore. That's a lie from Satan. I don't care what you've done, where you're at. What, I don't, it, that's irrelevant. I know, I've known people that have committed murder that God saved. I, know, I had a friend who had a $1,500 a week drug addiction. God delivered him in one prayer meeting on a Sunday morning. One trip to an altar completely delivered him of the drugs. 
I know of people that God's healed of cancer. I know of people that a lady that God healed of a big gorder on her neck one time that looked like half of a softball was sticking up out of her neck. And God healed her. Brother Baxter prayed for her when we were kids. And I was raised with her children. And God, she went home that night and God healed her. Completely, totally gone. Never came back. I know I, to this day she still doesn't have it. That's been 40 years ago at least. And so I'm talking to you about a supernatural move of God in your life. A lot of people that I've talked to, are, that's as foreign to them as speaking Chinese. But it needs to become common in your life that I talk to God and He speaks to me. And He can talk to me. He plants a thought in my mind that I know it comes from God. I have thoughts planted in my mind all the time. But I can tell you I'm close enough to God where I know when God puts one there. And He's helping me. In the New Testament, when people were converted, in Acts chapter 2 there were 3,000 people converted in one day. Acts chapter 2, read it. And the Bible says after that, they just went on about their way and didn't even go to church anymore. They didn't spend any time with any of the, the body of Christ and they just did their own thing. No, no, no. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says in Acts chapter 2, once they were born again, that they continued steadfastly. Not, well, every once in a great couple, two or three years I might do this. Uh-uh. Steadfastly, daily. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, in fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayers. Okay? So once you give yourself to God and, Lord, I'm yours. Take me. I'm born again. I want to live for you. You are going to become, you're going to be discipled into becoming a member of the body of Christ. And now you, you're going to be, you're going to learn to live as a Christian post your born again experience. You're saying, oh wow, Dave, this is, uh, this is unbelievable. This is, uh, we got to get back on prophecy. No, we'll, I'll get back on prophecy Friday. Doug and Vince will be on here tomorrow. Maybe they can sort it out, right? <laughs> But th th I'm telling you, I'm living as a Christian. This study of the Word of God and this, these things, these principles that I'm teaching you right now are how we're going to make it through the end time. I cannot give you a stock tip. I have people contact me all the time about, Dave, what should I invest my money in? What should I invest my money in? And, um, uh, you know, I had a lady call me one time and say, I've got $100,000 I just retired. What can I, how can I set myself up for the end time? And I said, I, I don't know what you can. I would encourage you to ask the Lord. And, you know, how's your relationship with the Lord? And I don't, I don't know if she had one or not. But she some things I'm not going to be able to answer at least until we get to a certain point. And then I can say, hey, I can come on the program and say, God spoke to me. Here's what End Time's doing. And, you know, and you, you might consider this. Or, you know, I, I'm probably never going to be involved in people's finances. But I, 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 will, I am willing to tell you what I'm doing. And so as we get farther off into these things, I'm aware of the banks that are shutting down, and I'm aware, I, believe me, I, am, I'm, I live in this stuff. However, more important than the banks shutting down, more important than what Joe Biden in Washington's doing, 
more important than what Israel's doing. And I, believe me, we're heavily invested in Israel. I got a college over there. I'll be teaching in there in the class tomorrow morning to a, a, a class full of Jews that love Bible prophecy. I do it every Thursday morning. But more importantly than all that is you. Consider yourself. Let's forget everybody else listening and let's just talk to you. Wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, I know people all over the world will listen to this. So how are you doing in your relationship with Jesus Christ? Do you have a daily prayer life? Are you studying the Word of God? Is there something that God's dealing with you in this book, the Bible, that you're not willing to say, you're, you say, well, I know the Bible says that, but I don't really want to do that. So I really don't see it that way. Well, just because you say, well, I don't see it that way, that doesn't mean it's not the truth. And so I know this is kind of a, a, a different kind of radio program, but it is probably maybe one of the most important ones for you because a lot of people want to know, hey, you guys, how are we going to make it through the end time? We're going to pray and we're going to seek God's face and we're not going to make a major move until God says, do this. And I've seen many men and women of God live their lives like that over the years. Not just Irvin Baxter. I've seen many men and women of God do that. And I say women as well because I've saw some mighty prayer warriors and intercessors that were women that could speak into my life as well. It's not just men. There are many mighty women that are prayer warriors that said, God gave me a word for you. Or, and, I, and I listened to them. Because I know there are some prayer warriors out there that are wonderful ladies of God. And so I, I'm just telling you today, what's the most important thing? Your relationship with Jesus Christ. Do you know the thesis of the Bible? Could you answer that question for me? What's the thesis of the Bible? There's 31,000 plus verses in this Bible. What's the thesis of it? The thesis of the Bible is your relationship with Jesus Christ, with God Almighty, and your relationship with your fellow man. Did you know that your salvation is based upon your relationship with your fellow man? You say, oh, no, it's not. Uh, I just got to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and I'm going to be saved. Yes, you do need to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. But the Bible says, if you will not forgive your neighbor of their trespasses, I won't forgive you. Did you know that's in the Bible? So, yes, I do need to have a daily prayer life. And I do need to have a, a walk with the Lord and talk to Him and make sure I hear His voice. But also, you need to be in this book. Because... Jesus Christ did teach Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And He did give us all these parables. And when you go through the life and teachings of Jesus Christ, oh man, that's what the Jerusalem Prophecy College will take you through it. And so it's very, very important that we get these things down. Because I, my, Doug, Vince, myself, our entire end time team, I'm not just here to help you understand that the United Nations is a seat of world government. It's going to be a socialistic world governing body. The Antichrist comes from the European Union and what's going on in Israel and the, the world religion and all these different things. Yes, I am here to do that. 
but it was all be for naught if I didn't help you with your spiritual relationship with the Lord. How are you doing with a daily prayer life? That's as important as you reading the Word of God. Remember, people that were, that were uh, converted in the New Testament, they continued steadfastly in the Apostles' doctrine, fellowship, breaking in bread, and in prayers. And so hopefully, we here at End Time Ministries can help you go down that path. And we can prepare you mentally and physically for the times just ahead, but also spiritually for eternity. We can help you know how to be born again. What is the Bible? That's why they, we always talk about um, endtime.com slash reborn. You can read the brochure that my father-in-law wrote back in like 1970 or 71. And we've given out so many of those things over the years into prisons and into, they've just went all around the world. Missionaries, and I mean, just because we want to help prepare you for the soon coming of Jesus Christ. It's coming very soon. And we'll, again, tomorrow and the rest of the programs, we'll be talking about prophecy. But today I just felt led to talk to you about your relationship with the Lord. How are you doing in a daily prayer life, in a daily study of the Word of God? Do you feel like you have a grasp on the Word of God? There are some things that I need to study more in the Word of God. You'll never get to the bottom of it. As long as you understand salvation and some of the, the core principles... But this Word of God is alive. I can read something 20 times and I'll read it on the 21st time and say, where has that scripture been my whole, the whole, my whole life? It's a, it's a living book. It's just as relevant today as it was when it was written thousands of years ago. And so I encourage you, develop a daily prayer life and develop study of the Word of God. And that can help you navigate the times just ahead all the way till we hear that trumpet sound. Oh, what a day that will be. God bless.